What up, everybody? This is your man, Bill Bellamy. Welcome to Top Villain, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Today's guest is a longtime friend, legendary comedian, writer, actor. He does it all. Can I just, can we, can we, can we, can we make some noise? See, let's make some noise for Jay. <laughs> Mr. Scene Stealer and How to Be a Player. Thank you, man. Hey, hey man, listen, listen. <laughs> FIFA don't realize when you put a comic in a scene and you say action, what you- With no script. With no, no, yeah, no script. No script. You turned that scene into all about you in the, in the yard with the kids. With the two was, fat boys. With the two fat boys. <laughs> that was not their name, but that's how they're known. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got work as two fat boys. Two fat boys because of you, <laughs> and they still fat. But they. But the funny thing was, all of that um, was such an ad lib. And you, Bernie, myself, Pierre, yeah. um, uh, AJ, AJ, AJ was a comedian as well. Right. It was a lot of us uh, in in nineteen ninety seven. How to be a player? Did you copyright the phrase booty call, Jay? Don't bring that up. It's a sore spot. It's a, sore, <laughs> it's a sore spot for me, Jay. I well, don't know. Don't Watch out there now. It was not copyrighted either. So. But, but see, but that was what we was doing yeah. back in the day. People we always say, why did, they're saying, they always say, yo, Bill, why didn't you copyright Booty Call? I'm like, I wasn't thinking like that. I was just thinking it was funny and y'all liked it. They was like, nah, you should have made that. No, you could have made a whole billion dollars. Dog. You Man, watch out now. I mean, <laughs> God, was it even available to us in the 90s? I, well, I tried to copyright Watch Out There Now, but since I was using the word watch out and now, you can't copyright words that people are going to use that are, you know, that are in the English language. But like booty call, I'd never heard that until yeah. you said it. <laughs> so when I would see it on a bill, every time somebody said, Bill making money. Yeah, that, there, was yeah. Been, oh, there was a lot of cats getting some booty calls, but they <laughs> wasn't paying me. I promise you. <laughs> Uh, probably. Well, welcome to Top Billing, man. It is an honor to have you on the show. Good to be here, man. I've never had a chance to interview you. No. I've been interviewed by you. Right. I have talked to you on the radio. I have been in a comedy club with you. I have done shows, but this You've is- You've been to my club. And I've been to your club right. here in yeah. Los Angeles, everybody. This man is, he is a wonderful person. And I just don't think people understand how funny you are, J. Anthony Brown. I, I think the, the fans, old school fans, they mm -hmm. grew up with you. But I, I want you to get your, mm. like, mm. they give it to him. Why they fighting it? Why they fighting it, Jay? Why they won't let me have it? Why right? won't they have Like, why can't you get the whole piece of steak? They give you a little bit of this, they a little. They potatoes and the yeah. salad. And I'm waiting on the steak. Yeah. You got to understand, bro. Mm. You, uh, uh, George Wallace. Right. Um. We're talking veterans. I'm talking about, I don't care if y'all get out the car and you was on a bad phone call, go in and rip. Mm -hmm. Do you understand there is only about 12 guys in your group that are still working, that are still ridiculously funny? Well, I have, I have to, you know, that comes from the fact that we played every place. Every place. We played every place. There were no there were no comedy clubs, quote unquote comedy clubs. And I heard you talking on your other show about how Def Jam changed Def Jam changed my life. Yes. Completely changed my life. You know, and it was a show that I wasn't gonna do. My manager said, Well don't do Def Jam. You're beneath that show. And 
it changed. And when I did that joke, that watch out there now joke, and it, it the room ripped. I never got a response from a joke like that. Bro, that's, yeah. that was the beauty of Def Comedy Jam, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. When you ripped a joke, it yeah. felt like a nuclear bomb yeah, you went off. You have to you wait. Know? Yeah, you had to whoa. <laughs> I've said this like 30 times and whoa, this is watch out there now. And it just it ripped. Bro, listen to me clearly. I literally remember you taping and um I didn't know you as well. I remember I like, you taping. I remember yeah. you talking about how you went up. You were not first <laughs> on the show, but you were when they aired the show. You were the first comic. Yeah, to I be closed. On, yeah, you closed the show. I closed during the taping, but the way they edited, I went out and first. And you were like, how come I'm opening the show and I'm from New York and I'm the baddest? But you didn't know. I you didn't, didn't know. I didn't. I know had it. no idea Def Jam would be as big as it was. It blew us up, bro. It we went up. on so many different legs of tours. Not only was it the Def Comedy Jam tour. Every guy was able to go get their own money. Go get some serious. You money. go get some cake now. Where you would might maybe you was making fifteen hundred. Now you're making fifteen thousand. Maybe you're making thirty. Who whatever it was. Yeah, you whoop, it it yeah. really was like. Do an they engine. still say whoop de whoop? Because I I say it every now and then. No, nah, they don't say that no more. <laughs> he just don't went lost. He don't went right to the nursing home with that. Y'all ain't got the whoop de whoop. Tarek, did you hear him say whoop de whoop? <laughs> Man, man, I haven't heard that. Well, see, well, here's that being an older dude, yeah. I check with people before I put the word out. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Was so I didn't, I didn't throw it out whoop there. Whoop. I, do they say whoop de whoop? You said no. No. And no. I'm, so I'm but, not but what does whoop de whoop mean, though? <laughs> whoop de whoop mean like blase blase. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, whoop de whoop. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is why, this is why you. John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon was amazing, man. But like guys like you guys, like you could just and there's some females too. Uh, Adele, uh, uh, Lunell, um, um, Cheryl Underwood. Yeah, Wood. you guys, you guys are just Brain dynamic. You you guys are dynamic, and your your brain works so fast. And that's the beauty of of a, a, a really really stellar comedian is how fast you think and how fast you execute. And some people like Tony Roberts, by the way, one he's of my amazing he's, man. He's, people can't even understand. It's like it's like watching a typewriter. Brr, yeah. brr, Tony is amazing. He's, man. he's amazing. Yeah. So when you have that gift, come, take us back a little bit because you know you're going to have people that um, are are social media. You're going to have younger, and we're going to have my age, and we're going to have older. What was it like for you being a young comic? Where did you start? Well, there weren't like I was talking earlier, but there were no comedy clubs. There were places that you could go. And I'm really going to outdate myself. And they would, quote, unquote, unplug the jukebox. So you could do a joke. So this guy could. And they would say, this this guy going to do some jokes. So that that really didn't. <laughs> that really didn't pump the room up. That right didn't there. pump it up right Yo, there. Yo, hey, hey, we're going to stop. We're not going to play Johnny Taylor for a minute. And uh, what's your name? What's your name? He going to do some jokes. And. That was it. Wow. No, wow. not the intro no, music that we no, do no now. Mi- you had no mic. Oh. No, no music. Jay, you is grinding, <laughs> grinding. God But it made damn. you a better comedian because, like yourself, we went everywhere. So by the time you went someplace where there was a lot of people. You was ready. You, you was ready. You was ready you when ready. I saw you. When yeah. I saw you, I was like, I was astounded at how, how funny you were. And you had so much energy. Like, I remember going, I, if there was one thing I learned from you is mm. command the audience and bring an energy to them. You brought energy. Well, that's what you do, Billy. I mean, one of the things that I, I when I, comics ask me for advice, number one, I tell them to play every place. 
right. if church, your mama's house, your auntie's house, <laughs> white clubs, black, especially for a black comedian, he needs to get his butt up in front of a white audience yeah. and learn how to make a mixture of people laugh. White comics don't have to do that. They could perform for the rest of their life and never have to perform in front of a black audience. Correct. As a black comic, to make you a better comedian, you play everywhere. Yeah. You play clean, dirty. Now I'm dirty. I I can I don't know how to not curse now. So right, because you yeah. at an age now yeah. where you know I don't give a damn. You don't give a damn. Yeah, I mean, you, you say whatever the whoopie whoop you want to say. Now, here's one of the things that I admired about you, um, and and it gave me an idea about doing um, a little bit of radio, was that you were on for 20 years, you and Tom Joyner. And Sybil. And, and, Myra J and, and, and I and I came in and I had and I had Wednesdays. <laughs> I had a ball with you guys. It was a little too early for me, but... Yeah, you I, was I, in L.A. Yeah, so I was it was doing like three it, it's three in the morning. morning. I, I, I said fuck y'all a lot of mornings, but it didn't matter because I loved you. But I said fuck y'all. So <laughs> it was it was an enjoyable ride to be able to have all that comedy bouncing around, and we didn't see each other, but we no, felt it. We felt so each you other. So you had to listen. You had to listen, and, and you, you wait to, to get in. And one of the things you've learned too from being a comedian and doing radio, mm-hmm. a lot of great comics, not I would not call anybody's name, can't do radio. They can't be interviewed because they're so used to doing their set. Radio's a different beast. Mm-hmm. You got a song, you got to talk, and then here comes another song. If you ain't getting your jokes in really short between that song and the next song, then you're not doing radio. And that's the beauty of that I was uh, able to do by being on the Tom Jonas show. And you came in and did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I had to learn it, though, yeah. because I didn't know when I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, can I say that? Uh, oh, oh, Tom, go back. So once you learn the rhythm, like you said, you got to know the gaps with the, with the, with the sweet spots, or you got to listen attentively and, so that you can bam. And you got to keep your joke to yourself because if you say your joke while you off air, Tom is gonna say the joke when you go back on the air, and you're sitting there going, "Hold on, be damn! I just said I that. Just I just said that." <laughs> He just, but see, but it, it's infectious when yeah. when it, when you're when you're not a comic uh-huh. and you're around a bunch of comedians, you want that gym yeah. that we have. Like we can think of stuff. Like I was saying earlier when we um when we were filming How to Be a Player, that wasn't even scripted. What you said no, and it no. and it made it was the movie. It was yeah. bonkers, bro. You was like, look at here, <laughs> like it was it, bro, what? bro. What the hell is going on? Yeah. And we had the two little. Chunky kids. Two fat boys. Little two fat, fat boys. Boy. Yeah, two fat boys. <laughs> um, what do you love most now about comedy now that you are what we consider a super veteran in the game? I wise, think, I beyond think, your years. I think now as you're at the point where you don't have to sell who you are when you walk on stage. Cool. You're known. You know, the first time I saw Richard Pryor do a, a show with uh, Patti LaBelle, well, he just walked out there. And for me, you know, to be able to do that now – but they know who you are. They yeah. come to see you. And you get the same feeling now. You know, he's got this. He did that. You don't have to really do that anymore because they come to see you. They so love me, you already. They're loving you already. So the beauty of walking out and they're laughing by the time you get out there. So, I mean, and I have some bad nights now. I mean, every comedian. who We all. Whoo. Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Billy. I did a show. Tell me, tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. I did a show for a. Anheuser-Busch. Okay. And Anheuser-Busch, they had this big 
ice sculpture of an A made of ice, and they had shrimp all around the bottom, the, the, the ice. The people were sitting behind the A. I'm in front of the A, so the only time they saw me was when they would walk around and get shrimp. So they're like, oh, yeah, what the <laughs> <laughs> Who over there talking about a jukebox? Who, who is over there? Did he say whoop de whoop? Yeah, right. Pretty funny. Like, <laughs> they had you behind the ice. They had me behind the ice oh, so nobody could Jay. see me. Nobody could see me. And then I did a show, Billy. Everybody killed. Everybody but me. Every I mean, when I tell you everybody they were pounding on the table and I went up and just ate it. Ate it. Yeah. And you know, you know as a comedian. When you're eating it. You yeah, it is, it is probably <laughs> to give guys a feeling of what it's like to eat it when you're a comic. It would be like. It's worse than a death in the family. It's bad. It is pretty bad. If you could get in the yeah, coffin, yeah, you would get in yeah, there just yeah, to get away and close yeah. the door on yourself. Because when you when you really suck, I mean, and you know you suck, it's, it's going to be one person going, well, I thought you was funny. Mm. Just one, just one person, and then you gotta drive home with that feeling. <laughs> I bombed, I bombed several times in my life, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't let this happen again," because I had the first time that it happened to me, and I bombed so bad. They was like, "Get to the joke." Was when um, I thought I could improv a whole set with no script. <laughs> like, like, like I say, yo, because I used to watch Robin Williams. Robin Williams looked like he was just talking. And bow, bow, boom, boom. Hey, baby, how are you, man? Oh, baby, I love how you do it. Like he used to do voices. Yeah, yeah, and boom, boom, you, boom, and you figured you could like, do I that. I be him. Yeah, man, I get tonight, I'm going to do that I tonight. ran out of voices in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to use my voice. I was like, hey, y'all, yeah, y'all yeah. ain't like that? Yeah. Y'all ain't like that? They yeah, was like, nah, yeah, yeah. get to the next well, one. If, you, if you're an audience member, there's signs uh, to tell when the comic is really in trouble. Okay. These phrases. okay. Ooh, it's crazy when they <laughs> when when they say, "Ooh, it's crazy." It ain't it ain't crazy at all. No, it's you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go, so what y'all want to talk about? <laughs> Why do we say, "Ooh, it's crazy"? Because you 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 starting to yeah, feel you it. Feel it. You feel it in your and, heart. And it's the the bad part about it, you want to leave. You mm -hmm. really want to. You just can't. Get off that stage. Yo, and the other one is, uh, <laughs> so where the ladies at? <laughs> no, I got one more. Uh, shout out to the DJ. Shout yeah, <laughs> shout out to DJ. Uh, don't play enough records to cover up this set right quick. So when, what was this? Speaking of, of laughter and bombing, but let's do a, 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 a more fun part of it. Give me some of like some of your favorite um shows you did and who you did them with like oh, just man. fun I think I think one of the funniest shows I've I've done mm -hmm. was definitely with Lunell oh yes I love Lunell myself and George Wallace I know what I'm not saying oh that. so I'm George I'm on stage a machine doing my jokes and George no Lunell walks out behind me with George on her back on her, on her back and so I'm like I'm killing. I'm thinking, you know, I'm killing. And it's them two fools back there. So they go off stage. George comes back on with his pants pulled down. So. <laughs> only they would think it is. Only, only two. So, yeah, that I think that show was one of probably the funniest. And then Def Jam. 
I mean, I cannot. I have, have you watched your Def Jam? Will yeah, you watch it? I, I mean, watch it every now and then. You do? I, look, I showed it to my son most recently. And uh, he was like, Daddy, that's you? And I was like, yeah. I said, I never thought I would, you know, have family and kids and stuff back then. Yeah. I was like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Because you had the jackets with the... With the, with the shoulder pads. Yeah, shoulder pads. Oh, bro, everybody had shoulder pads. No, Billy, me you, and Bernie, had, me you and Bernie. had more shoulder pads than, than everybody. Because <laughs> I ain't had no goddamn shoulders. I was like, I weighed 113 pounds. I had I had about 18 pounds of goddamn cottonelle right there. Just to lift my shirt, shirt, my shoulders up. That was a that was an era of um shoulder pads, um, bright, bright, bright colors, um, bright colors, button down shirts. Yeah, mm-hmm. bright. No, no hats. Uh, the belt. Yeah, the belt we wasn't buckle. doing fedoras back. No, then. we wasn't no hats. No. no, everything was a high top fade or or afro or Jerry curls or Jerry curls, curls, curls was big wearing, back yeah, then. And we had jeans with because I remember Bernie. Bernie had his jeans with his face on it. Yes. Remember when they were spray painting jeans back and in the day? And he came out with, uh, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yeah. Which was because somebody bombed in front of him. Most people don't know where yeah. Bernie got that from. It was by by coincidence. Yeah, somebody bombed in front of Bernie, and Bernie went out and said, I ain't scared of you, and that became his catchphrase. Can I tell you a funny story about Bernie real fast? Uh-huh. So when that happened, right, uh, Chris Tucker had went on and annihilated. Right. Then there was a guy who went on right after him. Shucky Ducky. Right? Mm-hmm. Then there was a guy with a little suitcase and a little suit and a little glasses that looked like Inspector Gadget. He bombed Bernie next. So Bernie, Bernie, Bernie room is next to my room. Mm-hmm. Bernie said, man, these motherfuckers <laughs> got me fucked up. I came off out of South Side of Chicago. Yes. Ain't nobody booing Bernie motherfucking man. Right. I said, you got it. So I, so I, I, I come it. out the room because Bernie is pacing. You used to smoke uh-huh. cigarettes. Bernie is hard beating and stuff. He was like, God damn. Blah, 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 blah. I said, Bernie, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill. You good, you good, you good. He was like, because Bernie. Bernie was really scared. Like Bernie I was, was like, too. Because he was I, like, I've never been that afraid. Yeah, because yeah. not on your special and it's your big break. Right. You're like, oh my God, oh my God, right? So Bernie said, he tells somebody, he wanted to uh, tell Kid Capri, every time I do a motherfucking joke, yeah. I would say, cut it off. <laughs> Don't yeah. nobody know what's going on. Yeah. Bernie, if y'all go back and watch the set, the guy who got booed. I don't even know if they don't. Like, e- they didn't even show it. Yeah, it didn't, didn't even show, show it. it. They right. just got rid of it. He got cut out the show. Mm-hmm. So Bernie, when he comes up in there, he goes, "Hey, scared of you motherfuckers." He meant that shit. He was like, "Yo, yeah. I co- I come too far. I come too far to do this, and I'm not gonna let you guys." And it made and, and the any the, the energy that he jumped out on them on it made, stayed. It, it stayed with him. It rocked yeah. out. But so, I can tell you, man, Def Jam and Apollo mm-hmm. were the scariest I've ever been. In my entire life. The Apollo. You did the Apollo? I did the Apollo, and everybody on my show got booed. But you know what? Steve Steve Harvey had the greatest line about the Apollo. He said, the scariest word that the Apollo is, you next. Yeah. <laughs> when, I had, when I did the Apollo, Sinbad was hosting, and Sinbad told me good luck. He said, you should have came another night. I was every people that had names was getting booed. When it, I was they there. booed, it, and if you've never been booed, you you can't you can't brush a boo off. No, it take no. a minute. It it goes all down in your feet. It get, you it, get, it. It, it make you yeah. have to doodle yeah, too. Yeah, it make like you have, you to, have to go to the bathroom. bathroom yeah. a little you bit. might you might pee on yourself if they boo you hard but enough. But when they boo and cuss, yeah, if they boo. 
pool, motherfucker. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That right or there. Or bring the other comedian out. That that hurts too. I remember. I'm gonna tell you this. This is a moment that was will never probably air, but people who was there will know what it was. Crazy Sam set on Def Comedy Jam. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know if you was there. Crazy Sam was a comedian back in the day that looked like he would kill you. Uh-huh. He came. He just came out of prison. No, uh, no, no never had a lineup. Uh-huh. Hair crazy, and he talked like this. Listen, I hate bitches. <laughs> that was his set. I, I hate bitches was his set. So he goes on stage. Why did they put him on Def Comedy Jam? Because he was he was either hit or miss. He would have a set where you good. Where you you scared but he made you laugh the uh-huh. other way cuz uh-huh. he scared you into it yeah. and uh-huh. then bring you around. Right, right. This set he did was so graphically <laughs> unappealing and <laughs> grotesque that they asked him to stop. Yeah. He he he, he fornicated with a stool. Like it was, like, he was, like, like he was it a, was a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, you're, it was what? Let me say about a thousand people in, in that theater, that little theater. They was all like, and you know, as a comedian, it was awful. Pe- people don't understand. As a comedian, the funniest shit in the world is to watch another comedian bomb. It is, <laughs> Why? It is, why? I don't know why. So because the agony you, of defeat. Because you've been there. You've been. You've been there, there and yeah. you know what he's going through, right. and it just it tickles the hell out of you. It really does. For for me, <laughs> um, I, I I always feel like you know I want to keep true to who I am, and you know really say the things that I feel. <laughs> I feel like you came from an era before me mm-hmm. where you guys were really really could go for it. Because I remember when I was a kid. That I remember that Red Fox was Triple X. Triple X. And I and he wasn't a porn star. That, no. But it was triple X humor. Right. And did you ever um see him perform? I saw I saw Red Fox and and it's weird, and this was before he started mixing drinks, but Bill Cosby was my idol. Okay. You know, I really, you know, fashion and what I liked about Cosby was he could take one subject and talk about it for like you know, three or four minutes. And, you know, as a, as a young comic, you're going from subject to subject to subject. Fast. And you don't really learn to get a meaty a meaty piece of work until you've done it for a long time. So with that that being said, man, to watch Bill Cosby and then to watch uh, uh, Red Fox, you know, it was just amazing to be around and see those Yeah, people. I mean, it's, 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 it's a crazy world that we live in now when you come to, when it comes to freedom of speech and... Yeah, because everything is just almost like you can't, Things you can't say. Yeah, it's like you know, just like simple words. Like I mean, you can't say like midget. You can that you can't. You gotta take that out your act. Yeah, you can't say that. You gotta say little people, and well, and it is funny, but it, but little people ain't as funny as midget. <laughs> midget is a good word because it's right to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's Shut midget. your midget ass up. I remember back in the day where you could say what was wrong with the person, and that was the insult. You could say retarded. You yeah. can't say retarded. No there more. go bow legged Peggy. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in the day, side yeah. eye, you cross eye, waterhead. Waterhead. You can't call nobody no waterhead. But we all had a cousin head that looked like it had water. And his eyes like they met in the middle of his face. So I mean, but you couldn't say that. Shut your waterhead, waterhead ass. See, there's that's the part of comedy that I want to yeah. keep authentic because there's certain things that we. Think I don't think of. it's coming back though. It's you, not gonna come back. We, but then we're gonna be watered down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to be, but you know, I remember things went backwards and came forward again. I remember um, when the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident happened, we went back for a little while. Uh-huh. And remember, they, when, you had to, remember when you was, had to come on the radio, you had to sign. Uh-huh. Remember, I remember going to, I was in Boston when, right after that Super Bowl thing with Janet Jackson, everybody at the radio station had to come into HR and they had to be careful. They had a list of words that could you couldn't not, say. You couldn't say, and you had to sign that you would not say that or you would be up for libel or whatever. Well, here's the thing I like. Um, the, the clubs are much freer than radio and television. Absolutely. You can get away with, not so much as get away, but you can say stuff in the club that you can't say on the radio. And I think in the clubs and when you're doing your concert, you have a little more freedom. Correct. Now, everybody might be filming, so there might be some things that uh, you get a backlash on. But for the most part, the freedom of saying it in a club is totally different from when you're on the radio and when you're on television. Well, I think with you, um, you've always been such an authentic and original guy. Like I've never seen you ever not like BJ Anthony Brown. Like I've never seen you go, I've seen a set and you be like, oh, well, Jay, Jay ain't going, you know, he's calmed <laughs> down. No, 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 you still crazy. And you, well, but that's what we love so much about fun, you. Though. It's when you, when you, I mean, and I don't know about you, Billy, but before I walk on stage, I'm a nervous wreck. Yeah, me too. There, there are times when I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna even go up there. I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna call him and tell him I'll send the deposit back. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm that afraid. I'm that afraid before I go on stage. No way. Yeah. Um, hey, look, I'm gonna send you the deposit, and you just get somebody else. That that goes through my head. But the minute I walk up there, it, it, it just it goes away. I had George Wallace. <laughs> I was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He lives there as well, and he called me up. He goes, "Young, young, how, how does he say me?" He said, "Young, young fella, young fella, young like fella, that. young fella." <laughs> I'm coming up to see you, and there's absolutely and nothing, nothing you, you can, can do, do about it. it. Right. <laughs> He's one of the most amazing comedians because George is going to do his set yeah. regardless. He did. He came and did a guest spot um, on my on my show. Uh-huh. He had a notebook. Yeah, he right? ran. And he had like a yellow old school Manila joint with the lines. Yeah. And he hit that motherfucker with a, like a couple glances like that. Bop, bop. Boop, bop. And then here he come. He, he got Brr, it. He, once, I think he looked there to get his yeah. clip loaded. Uh-huh. And here he come. Brr. And he's like that if you talk to him on the phone. You can hear him writing your shit down. If he's if you say something funny, <laughs> you're like, motherfucker, you writing? Are you writing that down? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. He'll, he'll you can't, he'll you can't talk no funny shit with no, George Wallace. No, he's gonna write it down. It's gone because he's gonna do it. Yeah, he don't. He, he's gonna definitely do it. And but he's the most amazing comic in terms of oh my god, working I love on the watching crap, him work constantly. You know, writing material yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's one of and those. He yeah. made um, you, 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 and George Wallace inspire me that you can get better. With time, you do like you well. Get, you do get better with time. Yeah, you do. He, you do. He, he told me that when I was a young young comic, I was uh, doing Montreal Comedy Festival for the first time, and he was the host of the evening. I was on like the New Jack Night, uh-huh. and he said, "Young man, how funny do you think you are?" I said, "I'm hilarious, sir." He said, "You ain't shit." <laughs> I tell you what, I'll see you in 20 years. I guarantee you be fucking hilarious. I met him in Atlanta. And he told me that. I met him in Atlanta and I said, George, uh, I, I call him Mr. Wallace and now it's like, fuck you, I'm not, we're not doing that no more. Right. It's just George. So I met him in Atlanta, he was at the punchline. And I said, hey, Mr. Wallace, I'm coming to LA. And when I come to LA, man, I'm gonna look you up. He said, all right, young fella, because he is older than me. Mm. Way older. Than Way older. Than he you. was at now. Nah, you know, you hear was about he, that. So he was a hundred when you. The was last 25. supper. George was at the first brunch before they had a. 
before they had a supper. He was there already. He was at the, the, brunch, the brunch. The brunch. And so he said, when you get out here, when you get out here, man, look me up. So I find out he's up at the comedy store. Okay. So I go out and I pay because nobody knew who I was. What? Crime in this area? Anyway. No, <laughs> so when I uh, I went to, I, I saw him, he came on stage. I said, hey, Mr. Wallace. And he walked right by me. Didn't say, I'm this motherfucker. <laughs> I can't believe this. And he came back. He mm. remembered who I was. And we've been friends ever since. Talking about each other's mama. Of course. Oh, yeah. you don't want to do all the jokes with him, man. He will peel your cap back. So all these things that you've done from radio to, to movies to TV, what is the thing that you want to keep in the arsenal? Do you want to have another radio show? I have you? a television show. I mean, I'm on Assisted Living with the Tyler Perry show. Oh, I'd right. like to have another radio show. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can see you having your own yeah, show. Yeah, I, like, I love radio. And I think one of the reasons for me and, and even you, when you're good at it, is because you really love it. Correct. I really, truly love radio. It's, it's one of the best mediums ever because you can listen to radio and do anything. And you can you can visualize to somebody listening to you, and they can pick it up. That's Correct. what radio allows you to do. Television is a much broader picture, but right. radio, man, it, it's the best. So, Jay Anthony Brown, how is it that you're able to juggle all the things that you're doing? You have your own comedy club here. You one of very few black-owned comedy clubs, the J Spot here in Los Angeles. How do you juggle so many things? How do you do it? And you got your own hot sauce. Oh, oh, oh! I got a gift for you. I, I, I know you got some. What you got now? What you got? Can you get a shot of? That? Yeah, 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 let's get it. Let me get you a shot. shot of that. Let me shot it. No. It's hotter than a mother. Oh, J. Anthony Brown, hotter than a mofo peanuts. Do you see now, that? I want you, I want you to open those up right uh -oh. now and try them. Just you don't have to take a whole lot. Just try them. Is it going? Is it crazy? It's not really hot. They're, they're good. Just try. Jay, don't have me looking like no, Shaq. I would never do that, when Billy. Shaq had I the, would never. Y'all didn't see when Shaq no, had the love. No, the blue, no. the blue bonnet pepper. No, no, you didn't see no. that one. Ooh, I'm okay. Ooh, I'm okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah. Just take, just maybe one or two. Okay, let's yeah. see what we work with. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you got to say, Jay, I really like your nuts. <laughs> what? What? You just had one. You know, you don't want to say it? Jay, these nuts are good. <laughs> no, that's not what I asked you, you say to say. Jay, <laughs> yeah, I want you to say, Jay, <laughs> your nuts are delicious. <laughs> Jay, these nuts no, are delicious. No, no, no. We're not going to be here all day with this, Billy. <laughs> Did you see this before? He gonna give me these hot nuts and say, Jay, your nuts is delicious. You ain't Thank shit. You. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> you should have said, Jay, I like your nuts in my mouth. <laughs> so these are my nuts. I have a hot sauce, peach and pepper, cayenne, habanero, garlic, mm -hmm. and cayenne. And then I have a, a line of clothing, um, like those jean jackets with my artwork on. I'm gonna send you one, Billy. Yo, I'm an XR, I'm an XR, extra large. Okay, I'm gonna send you one so you can wear it on the show. Now, Jay, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, do those I call you Jay? Those nuts are good, huh? You Jay, haven't you know, even stopped. No, these are good. Because <laughs> I like spicy, and it's, it's right in the pocket. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. One more click. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, Now, hey. I just wanna warn you, they're good, but they burn two times. Oh! Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, let me put these guys down. 
That's when you be going. That, that motherfucker JF remember. <laughs> you know your hot sauce, you got levels to it. Yeah, I got hotter than a mofo. And I'm gonna send you I'm sending you a jacket and I'm sending you some of my hot sauce. Now, how did you get into merchandising like this? This is really Well, what happened was my son, I would go to the clubs and perform, and uh, I would always send maybe uh, a box of candy or something like that, or, or hot sauce, you know, not maybe a box of candy to the staff, because I figured it out. If the staff likes you, you got a better chance of coming back to that club, because they will ask, when is such and such coming Absolutely. back? So I would always try to have a gift to any place that I perform, and I started sending hot sauce, and my son said, won't you just have your own hot sauce? So I got a company that makes my own hot sauce. It's in uh, it's in Florida, and I start sending it out, and that's how I start merchandising. Man, it was such a smart idea yeah. because black people, I know we love our flavoring. And yeah. I remember the first time I went to your your uh, comedy club, mm -hmm. and I saw it on the thing in the green room. <laughs> I said, "Is that real?" Because you know we always ask yeah, for yeah, yeah. the typical. And when I put it on my look, I said, oh, Jacob, he on one. And habanero, is, is, yeah. Yeah, it's a beast. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's it's What I like what you're doing is you must have uh, experimented a million times because it's the right amount of heat with the right amount of flavor, yeah. which makes it really yeah. perfect. Yeah, Like the nuts. Like uh, in your mouth. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Jay, <laughs> on my show, we play a game. It's a really fun game on top of it. It's called All Facts. Okay. All facts. All facts. All right. And you, all I got to do, I'm asking you a question. You got to tell the truth. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. All facts. J. Anthony Brown, three of the most gorgeous women you've ever met in your life. Oh, my God. Face mm. to face. Not in the magazine, Jay. Not in the strip club. I'm saying, like, you ran it and beautiful. Just, like, took your breath away. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Beyonce. Boom. Mm -hmm. Beyonce. Um, I'm a big fan of Fantasia. Just and it is the beauty in terms of watching her perform. Oh, it's oh, it's crazy. And the comedian AJ Sanders. Yeah, oh my God. she's gorgeous. She is. I don't think she get enough credit. She is. She's just, a gorgeous. She, sister. AJ is one of those women you just like. Wow. And she's just natural, pretty. She's girl. just natural, pretty. And and, always and nice, and approachable. Like AJ. AJ. Hey. You just gave me some flowers, hey, girl. Hey, what's up, Jay? You yeah. know. Yeah. And it, it's it really extra when a beautiful woman knows your name and calls your name out. You know that mm -hmm. adds. I mean, ain't nothing happening, but they they recognize you. Yeah. AJ's well, one. you got to understand, Jay. You are. We call OG, like, you know what I'm saying? You like, you're a legend to us, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I look up to you. Well, I'm, thank you, man. I am very, very much like a student of you, you know what I mean? Because... You used to come to the fun house? Did you ever come? Yeah. Billy. Come on, Billy. man. Billy. Listen, listen, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm giving you your flowers. I've always admired you, and I've always thought, like, wow, I want to be able to be as funny as J.F.D. Brown. And it's, a, and, it's, and it's funny when you see cats and you just don't think you ever become friends. This is before... For like, yeah. I didn't know you like that. I just used to be like, <laughs> like yo, like we regular funny, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like. And I then funny off stage and on stage yeah. and approachable. That's how I felt about Robin Harris. And my mm. only thing, my only regret was I never tried to talk to Robin. Like I would go to the comedy act and watch him, and I never like you know take the time to like the, the vibe. Child. And when you when you do when you do this, what what it is that we do. 
you know, like it's comics who are up there and you look up to. You don't really want money. I mean, if they got money and they give it to you, then you're cool. But the most thing you want is some advice and just to sit and break bread or chop it up with that person. That, I mean, when I would come to L.A. and I'd meet people like George Wallace and uh, Franklin Ajay and, you know, I ended up working for for Arsenio, it was just it was just an honor to be in the room with those guys. And you know, like, I'm from South Carolina. I'm a little country boy. What so. part of South Carolina? Columbia, man. Columbia, yeah, you've South- been there. Yeah, of course, been I've there. been yeah, to Columbia, South there. Carolina, yeah. a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, so. And people don't realize. Um, on one of my episodes, I had Dion Cole as my guest. He's mm. a good friend and comedian as well. But he was also writing a lot. And yeah. you've had an opportunity to write in the room with Arsenio. Can you take us back, like on the writing, Arsenio? Home? Writing, what writing, writing. Like. Um, first of all, I got the job because a good friend of mine, uh, uh, when we started comedy in Atlanta, his name was Paul Clay. Mm-hmm. So my first day in L.A., Paul, see what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. That was Paul. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can, can they get that car? Yo. Whose car? Hey, yo. It's right over there. Is that your car? That's it there. All right, we can't do nothing about that one. All right, go ahead, Paul Clay. Uh, Paul Clay was writing for Arsenio, and at that, at that particular time, Arsenio probably only had two writers, and they would write the jokes, and then they'd go home. They didn't even stay and watch the monologue. So well, I get to L.A., and Paul says, man, come over here to Paramount and have lunch with me. We write these jokes, and we'll be finished in a minute. Now, you know, if you're writing and you hear a subject, as a comedian, you're going to yell something out. Yeah, you know. And I wasn't trying to be funny or wasn't trying to get a writing job. I'm just saying something because I knew what the subject was. So he said, hey, that's funny, man. Can we use that? And I'm, saying, I'm like, yeah, type it up. And he said, you can do this. I said, Paul, I can't type, spell, or write. So I don't know how I'm going to get a writing job. <laughs> I can't. He said, I can get somebody to type for you and get somebody to spell for you. He said, won't you send me some jokes? I'll give them to Arsenio and we'll see what happens. So I I got a lady. And this is so important, man, to tell I tell people, you never let what you can't do stop you from what it is you want to do. Oh, meaning meaning sometimes when we say, I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna go to LA and well, I don't have no place to stay, and you put that that move off or you put that that step in your life off because you you try to think of so many things that you don't have. So I had a lady write up these jokes. I sent the jokes to Paul, and this was during a fax machine. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah. fax machine days. Yeah, wasn't no email. Mm-mm. No. Email did not as you wait. It was like dial up for some crazy shit. And it'd be shit. all rolled up. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and and don't, stuck. don't put heat on it because the printer is in the heating thing, so you can't iron it. But anyway, so I sent him the jokes, and uh, I sent them like maybe a couple of weeks. And then one night he called me and said, Arsenio's going to do your joke. I'm like, you bullshit. I'm in some place, you know, and the show came on 11 o'clock. And he said, Arsenio's going to do Now, the joke I wrote, okay, I'm going to tell you the joke. Okay. It might not be funny now, but it got me a job. Okay. Okay, Billy, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you're not going to really laugh at the joke. Okay, I, cool. I'm going to do the best I can, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> whoop de whoop. You, you know, I think you're going to go. That's how you got the job. It was a different time. It was a different time, Jay. You know. Okay, all right. So Latoya Jackson. You know, you never been in a club and you just completely fuck up a joke and yes. you and you, just, you try to save it. You, I'm gonna move on to something else. All right, but here you go. Here you go the joke. 
So Latoya jokes, Latoya Jackson did a spread in Playboy magazine, mm-hmm. and she said she did the spread in Playboy magazine to further her career. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. So the joke I wrote for Arsenio was, I, I know it's, I just feel Come it. On, I feel, no, I feel the room. I'm not judging you. <laughs> we, it better be good. You gonna get booed on top, Billy. Keep it up. <laughs> Boo the shit out of you. <laughs> hey, you better, that shit better be. That shit better hit. You got the cameraman. We all waiting. Sound bad production. I want people. you up running out I'm the room. I'm gonna bust through the glass yeah. and run down Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So the joke I wrote was Arsenio did the setup. Latoya Jackson said she did a spread, a, a cinephone spread for Playboy magazine because she wanted to further her career. The joke I wrote for Arsenio is was, I want to further my career too, but you don't see me butt ass naked on a Harley Davidson. That was a joke. I, but for TV. Yep. <laughs> okay, we gonna keep <laughs> Got you employed. So who gives a fuck what I think? You got a job. Got, like in, like in, what, is, what movie is that? You want a job, Manny? What movie is that? Scarface. Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. You yeah. want a job, Manny? Manny went, <laughs> he said, yeah, that was my favorite movie. He said, What about Manny? He done killed everybody in the room, right? right? Baby. He said, uh, uh, Yeah, okay, you can see me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you are you are a masterful person, man. I, I thank you for coming on, man. man, thank you, man. And thank anything you. you want to promote. Uh, you come by, you stop by, you got an open open door, you can do whatever Again, you want. Again, just come by, knock on the window. Knock on the glass. But everybody, make sure you check out, can they can they get them online? Can or get them online, yeah. He uh, has hotter than the mofo. And they're not hotter than the mofo, but they hot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're going to find out if the mofos come out later. But we're going to talk to you <laughs> one more time for J. Anthony Brown, everybody. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Man. Everybody, hey, man, this is Todd Billen, the number one podcast for the coaching, the movement, and the discussion. End the story. Peace. Watch out there now. <laughs> Milk is chilling.